0: Hey, this is LOA Today, the Law of Attraction show. Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Joel Elston here. Joel, how are you doing? Hope things are going well for you. Walt, it's great to be here. Things are amazing in my life. Amazing is one of our favorite words, so that's a good one. <laughs> So anyway, speaking of amazing, this has been uh, an amazing time of year, and it has been a troubling time recently in the news, uh, particularly with the latest shootings in San Bernardino and and all the fears that are associated with that. Um, And as usual, of course, that's what news is all about. News is all about uh, pointing out to us the exceptional negative stuff so that we're always focused on it. So, uh, Joel, you and I thought we'd talk about the other side of that coin, the the side of the coin that doesn't get any attention, and and it's it's kind of tragic. I mean, I think we'll both agree it's tragic that uh, we as a society tend to focus so much on the negative, particularly through the media, but also it's it's an opportunity to recognize that there's a lot of good stuff going on at the same time that these horrific events happen, and and we get to choose what it is we're going to focus on.
1: Well... The the concept that you speak of is something that I have. I, I work in my practice with my clients, helping to see all types of the, you know, the great that's going on in our lives, despite amongst the the devastation. And last week, when these events happened, this, this shooting in California, the very next day, of course, all the all the news networks had had anchors there, and they were focused constantly on on there's there breaking news stories that really weren't breaking news stories. They were just saying, we still don't know anything new, but however, we're telling you again from a different angle what a horrible event this was, and they're showing all this trauma. And, and you, you find yourself being drawn into that, wanting to know all of the information. And, and, and that sort of becomes what we believe is going on around us. Now, oh, yeah. I'm, on the, I'm on the other coast. And I'm certainly, as you said, we, we certainly mourn the, the, the lives of those lost and what a horrible waste of energy and, and life that doesn't need to be taking place. But it, it was the other side of the country, and with, every, with the world tuning in, that becomes the perspective that we're filtering everything through. And I pointed out, actually with, with several of my clients, I was having a conversation that the very next morning, following these shootings, in North Carolina, there was an adoption taking place between uh, the, the couple that were adopting two twin boys. They are a retired couple. They're were, they were 58 years old. He's a doctor, and she's 57. And they had, he'd been retired. And 10 years ago, in an unbelievable event, they lost their child in a car wreck. And their, their world was devastated. Well, the two twin boys that they were adopting two years ago lost their parents in a car wreck. It had no immediate relatives that were able to take them. So through devastation and tragedy, this incredible turn of events where they, they, they came together and this new family was formed the next day, or next day after the shooting, the, the reason for me pointing that out was that was an amazing event that, really touches at the core of every of all of our listeners but everybody that will hear such a thing they really you can feel the the what what love that would be and sort of a not that it would ever replace our loved ones or their loved ones but it would build a new family that can move forward dealing on the destruction of their past lives mm. building on the destruction of their past lives and with that
0: and not just that getting past the destruction
1: Right, getting past the destruction, so it's such a positive story now that did not the only reason I happen to know that story is I, I work diligently finding kids' homes that that need homes I've, I've adopted two boys myself, as you know, and I, I I am in tune with the adoption world, so I knew that was going on. That did not make the newspaper. there wasn't any story going on about that. That's a very positive story.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and as I was telling my clients about it, and, and, and when you hear about that, and, and that this is National Adoption Month, so there's a lot of adoptions taking place, and, and each one has a story similar to that behind it, because a, an adoption do, does represent the start of a new family, but it also signals the final conclusion of another family.
2: Mm-hmm. It,
1: that other family's coming to an end, and so we look at the positive in that aspect, that a new family has been born. And so it's so easy, and I find myself, even as, as much of a believer as I am in practicing the law of attraction and not following into the, falling into the negative mindset, but I see myself, when I watch those news stories, I believe on some level that I quickly get out of that, <laughs> that that's the real world. And in reality, that's not the real world. That's, that's a small portion of our world, and again, very tragic, but it gets so much play Last weekend, and this is none of these are good statistics, but on our highways across the country, a busy travel weekend, there were many people killed in automobile accidents, much more than actually were killed in, in the shooting last week. Mm-hmm. Does not make the shooting right? I, I'm not trying to make that correlation, but I am trying to point out our focus is what we're talking about here. The, the idea that it, it draws ratings for the news, so we're going to send all of our resources to talk about that, and then, of course, all of our presidential candidates are weighing in on it, and they all have the predictable responses from their predictable parties and their stances. And it, it drives a feature that the, they're using that for their their agendas. So that becomes like what everybody's talking about and focusing on. And that, in a sense, last week became our reality.
0: Oh, yeah. And it, it's not an uncommon event. It actually happens a lot more often than, than most of us are willing to admit to, or at the very least, that it happens more often than most of us are willing to realize. Um, And and I'll point to something that is another extremely painful event that I think illustrates very nicely what we're talking about here about the dangers involved in focusing on it. And that would be the events of 9-11. Now, 9-11 happened 14 years ago. There are many people to this day for whom those events are so traumatic that All they have to do is see video of the towers falling and they practically go into a state. The emotional connection there is so powerful. And when you understand that that goes well beyond what the media tell us, you begin to realize it isn't just the media. The media are basically feeding what it is the populace are demanding. And the the, the populace has long shown a preference for distasteful events in many cases ugly evil events wanting to know more wanting to see more wanting to, to to dwell on it more and I think that it's not enough to talk about the negative side of the media we need to talk about the negative side of why it is people focus on this stuff because until we do that I don't think we're going to be able to discharge that negativity I mean you tell me you're a therapist you know better than I do but that's my my take on it
1: Well, and, and that's exactly the point of of where we're hoping at some point the the concept of the law of attraction and how to use it properly will you just summed it up so nicely of what happens there's a there's a, a term that that you'll often hear i don't know if you've ever had a moment of of euphoric recall where you'll remember an incredible event a great event that happened it could be uh something it might be triggered by a smell you might say I remember when I was a child that smelled like Coney Island or whatever your, your right. event would be. And, and you have a great memory attached to that. Well, very much the same way, traumas, there, there's traumatic recall as well. And traumatic recall, it, it, it becomes a reality that, that we, we, you see a picture, you look back, and, and that draws us to that point of the negativity and, and just like with anything, the law of attraction—we've probably said this every week that we co-hosted—the law of attraction does not have an opinion. It has no emotion. It's not about good or bad. It just feeds or picks up on what we're vibrating. And when you when and we're in charge of what we're vibrating, but we have forgotten that. And a lot of times, because it's fed to us through the media that this is such a horrible event, then that that's that's what we start to believe. But it, it you know, on on September eleventh, now this is it's it's great you brought that up. What a what a horrible event and we I can envision that plane hitting the building, I can see it falling. But what I have conditioned my mind to think about is there's a gentleman named Michael Benefonte. He and a coworker carried a woman in a wheelchair Sixty-eight floors to safety, right before the building collapsed.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah, That—that—that's a, a heroic story. He was out of overweight, out of shape, middle-aged man that carried a woman, him and a coworker, sixty-eight floors to safety. There's a there's a, another gentleman, a, a, an equity trader, his last name was Crowther. He put on his red bandana that he wore in college mm-hmm. he went in and out of the building and saved 12 lives
2: he Fantastic. went into the building
1: one more time and it collapsed mm. and he died a hero
2: mm.
1: now those are the stories that when I think of September 11th I think of what it did for us as, as humans it brought us together it, I look at the heroes that were, that were revealed that day now that's me conditioning my mind by no means am I ever looking at September 11th being a great thing but I tend to choose at the heroes that were to look at the heroes that were revealed that day, and that's sort of using the law of attraction. I, I I I would love to think that I would be one of those heroes that that would stand up and and take that step and and go help other people. So when I I reflect, that's what I've conditioned my mind to do. When others reflect, they they have conditioned to be so negative about that that it, it, it brings back the trauma. they almost relive it in a traumatic event, taking them back to there. And that is a, the key to the law of attraction is, has always been, understanding that looking at any event, we are in control of our perspective of that event, and it's up to us to put the positive perspective toward that event, no matter what the event. There's going to be a side to it that there's a positive or a a, a there's something going to be revealed from any loss or any devastating or any traumatic event.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I can think of one from that particular event. The, and it, I guess it's the thing I conditioned my mind with, although I didn't necessarily do it consciously. But um, on any given work day when the Twin Towers still stood, 15,000 people worked in the Twin Towers. That was, that was yeah. normal. On, the, on a really busy day, it might be 20,000. On the day of 9-11 and the 9-11 attacks, 3,000 people died. That means 12,000 people escaped. Now, I don't mean that they all ran out of the building. I mean that for whatever reason, somewhere around one-half to two-thirds of them weren't even there that day. And and that to me is is astonishingly good. It's amazingly good. I mean, I don't know what to point to on that. Uh, I think it depends a lot on what your personal beliefs are. My own personal beliefs are is they were guided away. But Absolutely. Regardless of whether you believe that or not, the point is somehow they weren't there. That's tremendously fantastic news.
1: Well, and that's how I look at that day, that they, the upwards of... We didn't know what was happening that day. Right. And there could have been twenty five or 30,000 people dead. In fact, there were reports, and, and, and I find this atrocious now that I look at it, in retrospect, that they've ordered 10,000 body bags. I remember them saying that mm. on, on TV, and I'm like, why would you... Even back then, I'm like, why would you say how many body bags are that I just... It, it 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 was all pure speculation and rumor at that point.
2: Right.
1: The the idea that when we look at it, there are countless stories. And in fact, somebody should write a book about this. There there were countless stories of people who who one man was so frustrated because he 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 he, he took a his normal route into the World Trade Center would be he would take he would drive his car to the train station, take the train station into Manhattan. And he, he described this ridiculous chain of events. His car wouldn't start. And by the time he went through the nine things that kept him from making it to the building, he was, he was just getting into the town, into midtown, uh, uh, lower Manhattan, when the plane hit. Mm-hmm. If he would have been on time, his floor, his, his floor I believe, was 100, I don't know, way up there. And he would have certainly been killed and his perspective and he talks about his perspective changing it went from what a horrible warning to him literally getting on his knees and he was an atheist before this he said and thanking god for having those events stop him from showing up to work at that moment
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And, and there are countless people saying the exact same thing you hear that about train uh you know train wrecks where people didn't make it on the train you hear all these other things happen and and when you tend to use the positive in it, the it, it, it used way, like, look at the people that were saved, and it's horrible those 3,000 people lost their lives. It, it certainly is. Certainly. But 30,000 could have been dead?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it could have been much, much worse than it was.
1: It, it's Monday morning at 9 o'clock. Tuesday, actually. <laughs> you know, I remember
0: very vividly, it was a Tuesday. <laughs>
1: Tuesday that's right, Tuesday, yeah, it was Tuesday, that's right. It, it was, it, you know, busy, right in the middle of a work week, uh, you know everybody's back from vacation school started back
0: and it was a gorgeous day i mean it was an absolutely brilliant oh, day
1: i I, rem- I remember i was actually in florida at the time and it, it was just absolutely uh when you, when you were watching the tv you could see what it was that brisk beautiful september morning in new york city and mm-hmm. all of that happened so our perspective of that day a lot has to do with with how we choose to look at it because in that day there was a lot of things that happened and a lot of them were bad and a lot of them were amazing
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's which which one so i put when i think think september 11th i think heroes that's the first word that comes to my mind i think heroes
0: well i, I would say we've been conditioned to, to experience that too I mean, cer- certainly, I mean, we're going to blame the media for b- bringing all the bad news to us. I think we should point out the media also has helped condition us to this idea of heroes, because they certainly played that up a lot.
1: And, and I'm so glad they do. And, and and I hope, I would love to get to a point where when we're reporting news and when, when the, the networks are doing that, if we could become more equitable and in. in both sides of the story, you know, and, and September 11th, they did a good job with it, especially in the, in the weeks following as they told these stories. And as we move forward with news reporting and, and say, here's some amazing things that are going on. And if we can look at the people that survived, look at the people that are, have survived or saved other people's lives. You know, the the, the young lady that, uh, uh, I forget her name, but she was at, at the Sandy Hook shooting. She was a school teacher and she you know protected her students and she lost her life protecting her students it, it's tragic that she did that that all that happened but no matter what happened here this young beautiful lady who went down in history as a great hero protecting her children from the bad guys or the bad guy in that day and I I, I love the concept of of when things happen within and where on an individual basis, I have experienced tragedy. I lost my son uh, last August in in a horrible car accident, and I focus on the joy he brought to my life. I, I focus on all the stuff that he makes me smile every day to this day. And the the void created by his death could could it could really drive my life every day. But what drives my life every day is the great memories. In the, the, the great joy he brought to my life, and I'm choosing that perspective. I, I honor him with that perspective, and and I know I'll see him again, and I know you believe that as well, Walt. That you know we'll we'll you know we're energy, and we'll 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 see each other again. That helps a lot as well. But when you choose to wallow in or get stuck on, and that's when the the law of attraction has such negative effects, such con- just huge consequences on the negative side when we get stuck in that way of thinking.
0: Very much so. I think probably the the best part is that you made a deliberate choice about what you were going to take away from from a horrific event in your own life. And to this day, that choice has enabled you to not only move forward, but to have a happy life. Despite tragedy, you have a happy life. That's not... the the experience that most people have but it's the experience they could have
1: well and and I think that applies so many areas when when we look at what happens the events that happen in our lives our response to them becomes so so important as as I often say what happens is is almost always out of our control our response to them continues to always be in our control and and when, when you grasp that when people lose jobs the most successful people that i know that have the most money and are happiest in their life at the same time are people that lost their job they were scared to death and they that, that drove them to do something else and they became they did what they was making them happy you know they took a job that made them happy they built companies they have become incredibly successful again building off of the negative and it's people that are able to do that that tend to have the, the, the best outcomes. When we when we accept the role of victimhood, it, it's something that when we, we view like, I'm a victim of all this, woe is me, we get stuck in that way of thinking and more things tend to happen to us, which is basically the pe- definition of the law of attraction. We are inviting that same thing when we're living... You know, self-pity is a drug, in my mind. It is a negative drug that... It is probably, as much as gratitude is the most effective way to use the positive side of the law of attraction, I believe self-pity is the, the polar opposite. It is the most effective way to draw the negative side of the law of attraction. Mm. Self-pity is a, an incredibly selfish mindset that, woe is me, I am suffering alone, I am suffering worse than anyone else, the world is against me. I am cursed. And that mindset, it, it does have an addictive quality to it. And that's why I said it's like a drug. But it, to me, it is a catalyst for the negative side of the law of attraction, just as the way gratitude is on the positive side.
0: You, you, you may take issue with this, but I'm actually going to argue that self-pity is not selfish. I'm going to argue that self-pity is disconnection of self and that by definition that can't be selfish anymore because well, you basically a, that's a, that's take really yourself out of it. <laughs> it.
1: Yes, yes, and and I I, I there, and there certainly is there is a component that and, and more of the selfish concept that I was speaking about is it is a a refusal to accept there's anything but you. And 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 the con, you know and but your 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 point of disconnecting from that is is well taken. I mean cuz it does have a, a self pity is, is it really throws us away from the source. Self-pity pulls us away from what, you know, I think self-pity is the opposite of whatever you believe, God or or if you believe in any of that stuff. Self-pity is probably, you know, my assumptions, let's say there is a a God of some sort that's looking down. uh, I think self-pity is probably the most disgusting mindset that that a higher power could see us have, because it would be such a a distasteful thing. And Mm -hmm. for me, in my... Addiction year, self-pity was so, uh, it, it, it's the most thing, it's the thing I'm ashamed of most during my addictive
0: year. Mm, mm, yeah. The the other thing that occurs to me, whenever you have a, a conversation with anybody about the law of attraction and you're talking about negative events, inevitably somebody makes the connection and says, well, how can you claim that, for instance, the victims of the San Bernardino shootings attracted that they were they were innocent victims how could you possibly argue that 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 that's that's obscene to argue that or to say that the victims of nine eleven attracted the attacks or to say that the victims of Sandy Hook a bunch of children att- attracted attacks and and this is probably the number one reason people use to reject the concept of the law of attraction so I, I think we should take a moment to address that I'll, I'll let you you give your own answer my answer is I think they actually did attract it in ways that we'll never know about because, first of all, we've already acknowledged just how much negative thought goes on in society. Well, why should we assume that victims of a tragedy didn't have negative thought patterns going on? But even more importantly than that, it isn't a question of what they attracted. The more important question is, can we attract what we truly want, the positive side? You know, we, well, could, we could spend all of our time focusing on how individuals attract negatively and just basically make ourselves extremely depressed and extremely dysfunctional in the process. Or we could say, you know what, that side exists, but I'm not going to focus there. I don't want to go over to the dark side of the force. I want to stay on the light side of the force with, with Luke Skywalker because that's the better place to be.
1: Well, well and, and, and to me, the... the and and I, I used to have the same thoughts, especially when it came to you know children who were abused or neglected, and, and I would you know that's where i always had the hardest time you know what did they do to attract that mm. and 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 one of the and, and that argument has always been it probably was the last hurdle that i had to get over before i could buy into this whole concept all the way there's a difference between what we attract and blame we're automatically assuming good point that if if i say these people in california unintentionally through negative thinking or what have you it, it I've attracted a bunch of tragedy in my life you know, over the years of my addiction, addictive behavior. I went to jail. I lost everything. I've eaten out of a trash can. I've been homeless. I've had my head beaten with a two by four. I attracted all of that, Walt. Every bit of it. Um, I didn't know I was attracting it at the time.
0: Yeah, it's not like you volunteered and say, "Hey, I want to have no, this happen to me."
1: <laughs> exactly. So I think people people get upset when we say that people attract things, and somehow equate that as we saying as us saying they're at fault for things. Right. We're not blaming these victims. When when we operate, when we're living in that negative mindset, we are attracting all the things that are happening in, in our lives at this point. And that becomes such a, a, a big step for us to, number one, accept, and then secondarily, then go through with the process of saying, okay, the law of attraction is... It's very consistent, just like gravity is very consistent. It, you know, law of attraction is very consistent. It isn't stuck on the emotional issue of a child died,
2: mm-hmm.
1: a child. It doesn't, it doesn't go there. So I am by no means blaming those precious children of Sandy Hook. I'm not blaming the victims of nine eleven. I'm not blaming any of these recent events on the people that are there. Attracting it is not blame. We all attract things. Our country right now is attracting a huge amount of negative thought. Oh, yeah. We we, we really are. We're, we're, we're in a ve- very negative mindset. You you look at the presidential comp- campaign, and it's all based on negative. It's about how we're going to defeat and, and, and destroy and how we're going to continue to You know, know, we have to do it this way, and we're stuck in one pattern of thinking. And you know, after twelve years of bombing people, I don't know if bombing more people is the answer.
0: I'm pretty sure it's not.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it it it's uh, it really puts us in this mindset of knowing where the law of attraction works, and again, understanding it doesn't. When when someone falls off of uh, uh, somebody's cleaning windows in New York City. the the thing falls and they they die they fall to their death. It isn't like that damn gravity. It it it, I can't believe the gravity did that.
0: Right. It's not like we're gonna say, you know, I'm not gonna believe in gravity anymore because there's no way that that a just God would create gravity that would pull people to the ground and kill them. Exactly.
1: It, and, and that's the same concept with the law of attraction, so I'm not blaming gravity for that gentleman falling i'm br- I'm blaming him not taking the right safety steps or or the the, the 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 faulty equipment. That's where the blame needs to be placed. the The idea that what took place leading up to that is in the attraction of that is is where the mindset is. i I should have been in all my negative mindset in my horrible addiction years. I, I always say, I'm so grateful that I'm still alive.
0: Mm. Because the, the... And you have more reason than most to say that.
1: Yes, exactly. And one and what, what of the, the things that I, I could harbor resentment over in life, and I don't, my, my son TJ, who passed away, had a really difficult time, probably from 16 until 18. Mm. He really turned his life around. Uh-huh. And the last year of his life, Walt, he was doing so well. He he, w- he was working. He, he was engaged to be married. He had everything going. Now, if he would have lost his life during his real bad time, not that that would have been any better, of course, but it would have been, eh, I mean, that's how he's sort of behaving.
0: Mm-hmm. It, would, it but, would have been easier to see the con- the connectivity, the connection to what he exactly. was thinking create a result. It, the, the cause and effect would be much more clear.
1: And, yes. And then, but there's also another pattern here that I I think we we may, the the period of time that we're on this planet is not even a blink of an eye in overall concept of time. Mm -hmm. We're energy, and again, I'm speaking from my opinion, I am energy that I believe existed before this life and will exist after this life. Mm Mm-hmm. so the reality is, I don't know what the plan is anyway. I, maybe maybe my plan was only to be here for a little while. Maybe that was the point. Maybe when we finally get to the point where we get to return back to our source, or we go to heaven, or whatever your belief system says, then I think we get a full picture of the overall concept. You can't kill energy. You can kill these vessels that our energy is stored in, but these these vessels have a, a, a definite time they're going to run out for us, and the the idea that the law of attraction certainly takes place in on this realm, but I believe it takes place on 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 the next level where our energy is. It's just we I think it's much easier to deal with it not in human form because you you can it, it would seem that make more sense because so many people say well it's it's not fair because these kids lost their lives. Or, it's not fair because. The, you know, some of these people that lost their lives, I don't know this to be a fact, but the, I understand that the, the shootings last week in California were at a place that dealt with disabled or special needs people.
0: Right, right. That's right.
1: So I don't know if some of the people at this point lost were were clients. They may have been. And so I, I can also say, well, how how could that be fair that disabled people lost their
0: lives? Mm, it, yeah, it seems so so un- unfair, so completely unreasonable. Exactly.
1: And 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 that that's getting back to it. The law of attraction isn't about that. It's not about fairness. It it it, it you know. There's people that have three billion dollars because they believe they have three billion dollars. I say that's not fair. That there's people that have three billion dollars and some people can't afford to pay their their rent this month.
2: Mm-hmm. It,
1: it it's just knowing that there's there's something out there that does drive this stuff and 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 stop trying to put in a quality or an equation to it because that that isn't the point of it. It is it is a law that's taking place. When
0: people and people don't I realize think, people tend to think that the word fair is an objective word. Yes. They fail to recognize it that it's not. It's an emotional subjective word. It means this is what I consider to be desirable. It is, not a, it is not a definition that means this is objectively desirable from any point of view. <laughs>
1: well, well and, and that's such a great point, because we, we live, where we live is mentally, is it a standard that has been handed down, our belief system has been developed through the lives we've lived, and what was handed down to us from our parents and is a combination of things that led to that. What is good and what is bad is simply subjective of what we like. I know people that have a vast amount of wealth that live in tiny houses and drive ten-year-old cars. I, I they, they don't care about the other stuff. They
0: which is so really interesting it, when you think about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, they're like, eh. I know people that that can barely make their mortgage payment. And they're driving two Porsches in the house. You know, so it's, <laughs> it, 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 you know they're, it, they're
0: not it, the typical people at the bottom of the, the, the totem pole, but they do right. exist.
1: Right, and, and so where where I'm going with this is the law of attraction, again, is an event, it's a law, it, it doesn't sit there and distinguish between boy, these, these poor kids are here, or, or they they attracted this, or they, you know, it doesn't, it, it has no conscience as far as, as good or bad, or, or evil, or it just, it brings about what you put out there. And that piece, understanding that piece, helped me a lot because it isn't that I believe in the law of attraction as a religion. I believe in the law of attraction as a law. It is a tool that is available to us that it can give you great peace and great joy or it can also give you total hell on this planet when mm-hmm. you understand understand it.
2: Mm-hmm. That's and true.
1: the people that are receiving the total hell just don't understand what they're doing that, that that's why cycles keep happening in families it, it it one of my goals always is to help people break cycles within family units because
2: sure.
1: the law of attraction continues to drive cycles in families
0: and it, it does so um without conscious intent
1: yes and, and and that's where i think because people get i don't believe in the law of attraction because those poor kids, you're blaming those poor kids for them dying. No, this is not about blame. This is about understanding how mindsets come to pass. Mm-hmm. Because if I really want to look at it, if you want to, and again, I, I don't want to create a lot of turmoil or, or get anyone upset, but I don't know how many children were at Sandy Hook, but most of them lived.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Sandy Hook is actually uh, about 45 minutes to an hour away from where I live right now. And, right. and I, I actually know the town. It's a, it's a little, it's actually not even a, a town per se. It, it, in Connecticut, we have a number of these little towns that aren't actually incorporated towns. They're like little subsections of other towns. And Sandy Hook is a subsection of, of Newtown, which is a, an actual incorporated town. Um, I, I'm, it, I could be wrong. Maybe Sandy Hook is one of the few that actually is incorporated, but I'm pretty sure they're not. Um, but anyway, Sandy Hook Elementary School... Is I, I don't know the exact population, but there, there's probably over a thousand kids there, and nowhere near that many died that day. So your right. point is very well taken. The overwhelming majority of children in that school lived,
1: and, and that, and by no means does that help the parents who lost kids to hear that. I, Absolutely I, not.
2: No, no. but,
1: but we're, what, what the point of our talk is is understand the when you first hear about the law of attraction, a lot of people think it is a very soft. Uh, foo-foo kind of, oh, this is so gentle. And the law of attraction is relatively brutal. <laughs> it's it's in the sense of, it is, again, unwavering in its ability to go, what it's doing. It is there. It's existing. It's unchanging. It's putting out what you're putting in. It's picking up what we're putting out, and it's fulfilling what that is. And When we as human beings don't realize that we are putting out the negative stuff and that we're bringing that to ourselves, that's a hard pill to swallow. Mm. It, it, it is. really is. Because, because
0: that's the ultimate in self-responsibility.
1: Yes. It, 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 this really takes it way beyond... It is, it is not your... your, your I, for every instance where I hear, you know, I was, brought, I was brought up in this poor environment, this happened to me, or this happened to me, or this happened to me, happened to me and that's why I'm not successful... I can show you a hundred people that have taken your situation or worse and have become successful. It's because their their perspective was they were going to go do it. Mm. When you accept the role and then you live the role, then the law of attraction fulfills the role. That, right. it has no choice but to do that yep. and and that when is when I understood it because I had a I, I had a really hard time separating the law of attraction from a religion. I didn't want to believe in a religion. That children could manifest their own death, but it, it isn't about believing in a religion that does that. It believe it's about understanding one of the principles at work in our lives. And when you see people that that heal themselves from from medical conditions because they were just using their mind, nothing else, and their belief system.
0: Right, because that's the flip side that we, yeah. we tend to focus on the negative side: the idea that people can actually. Know, decide they're going to die just by what they're thinking about but there's also the flip side which is they can choose not only to live but how they're going to live right and what they're going to do with their life what they're going to, what's going to come into their life you know where their life is going to go they may not, they may not even know exactly where they want to go but all they have to do is get themselves onto that positive uh, wavelength that positive uh, way of thinking and all of a sudden all these different opportunities start to pop up and as those opportunities start to pop up, then they can start making choices. Like, well, you know, I want one of those. I don't want one of those, but I do want one of those. And I want to experience that, and I don't want to experience that, but I do like that, so I'm going to do that. That's what happens. When you, when, when you start living in the in the realm of the law of attraction and, and how you can actually put the law of attraction on your side by deliberately, consciously choosing what you're going to focus on, all of a sudden, all kinds of great things can happen. Well, and, and
1: that that's the, the, the positive side that that that's where the energy is when you you understand the law of attraction is working whether you like it or not and then you tune into it and then you learn to use it on your behalf that is when that's when it starts to make sense and that's when it becomes something that's very palatable uh because it does work on all sides when 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 you have uh people that believe that they're going to be healed. They, they, there's no doubt they're living as if they don't have cancer, even though they've been diagnosed with cancer. I I've, I know countless times that, that I have been contacted by or former clients or clients or, or just people that have lived life and basically have healed themselves from terminal diseases that had no... Valerie Harper right now, she was diagnosed with a, a horrible brain cancer a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And had a few months to live. Right. She's very much a practitioner of the law of attraction. Last I heard she's still working
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and, and doing well. Yep. And 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 there's no answer for that because what what science or or you know our medical doctors they're great, they, they certainly bring some a lot of great stuff to the table, but what they haven't been able to do is understand that the mind and the power of the mind has the ability to bring about... The, the law of attraction makes the mind work. The law of attraction says you have no option but to heal this body. This body needs to be healed because that's, that's the reality we're living in. There is no cancer here. And the, the body's, okay, there's no cancer here, so we just got to get rid of it, whatever that was. You know, and just move on. And, and that's how it operates. And, it, and And that's where it gets on the edge where so many people... It is a hard way to start living because we. It really goes against the, the, a lot of old-time religious beliefs that we're sort of a, a victim of certain things.
0: If oh yeah,
1: you, you know if if you. And you there's the a storm, lot of
0: pushback about that too. A lot of people push back on that basis. Yes,
1: I have a lot. You know, I, I'll hear stuff like, "Well, the storm came through." Some of my uh, Southern Baptists. I was brought up Southern Baptist, and I I still have many, many friends that that are are very good people they're southern baptist but they they can believe what well this 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 happened because god was angry with this town Mm -hmm. um it's like okay you know i mean i'm not not trying to make fun of their religion but the the, but the idea that what it happened because a low pressure developed right off the coast (laughs) of florida and and it it dropped you know that that's what happened Well, even
0: even more importantly, from my perspective, now again, this is me speaking, not you speaking, but from my perspective, the idea that there is a deity that created all of us that goes around choosing to punish because a town doesn't live in the way that the deity had in mind, that's obnoxious to me.
1: It is, and it's obviously ridiculous. I mean, first of all, I can't imagine the greatest power in the universe is worried about what a a small town and – southern Florida is doing or not doing, you know. And, and, and it,
0: as if the entire town acts as one, too. That's the part. I mean, what was the last time you actually got an entire town to do something? Exactly. <laughs>
2: it,
1: but the reality is, it, you know, here here is uh, um, like the other side of that concept, you know, because growing up in Florida, I grew up with a lot of hurricanes. Sure. And The side of what people don't talk about with hurricanes, there's, there's not that many lives lost in hurricanes,
0: generally. No,
1: no. A lot of property damage, though. Yep. And you hear about that. One of the great boosters of economy is a hurricane. (laughs)
0: Because it rebuilds.
1: They tear down all these buildings. These insurance companies flood a ton of money into the area. All the workers get back to work. There's there's few things that can get an economy jump-started more than a hurricane wiping out of town.
0: Uh, I'm not sure that's the way I want to jump-start an economy, but your point's well taken.
1: Yeah, and, and, and and that's the, again that's not what i'm suggesting that we're trying to do but within the concept <laughs> the of the
0: new economic policy for the country we want more hurricanes <laughs> we we
1: need more hurricanes and that'll help a lot and, and that that's certainly not what we're saying
0: but, no. but but the
1: idea that even from the destruction of a force when you use the positive perspective to look at it's going to help rebuild the the, the economy it, yeah. it, it, we didn't want it to happen but we're going to use it in a positive manner Right. Event, as I said earlier, events out of our control are going to happen every day. Mm-hmm. Our response to them is when the law of attraction comes into play.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There are random events going on that that you know that, that that we don't necessarily attract. I believe you can be you can happen to be in the path of one of these random events. Your response to it is going to be the answer. Lou Ferrigno, the uh, actor who uh, played the Incredible Hulk in the '80s. Uh, late 70s, early 80s. Um, I've had the privilege of meeting him several times. I'm very much into weightlifting. He's oh, wow. a really good guy. He, When he was three years old, he, he developed a severe infection in his ear and lost a good percentage of his hearing. Mm-hmm. And he developed a speech impediment. And he he uh, was bullied horribly. He, he was this awkward, tall, thin kid. Uh, and he was bullied horribly as a child. And so much so... He got tired of being bullied, so he one day started working out.
0: Right.
1: He worked out harder than anybody ever worked out in, in the gym. Mm-hmm. And he obviously, that, that eventually led to him becoming uh, an actor and having several roles and, and being a um, you know Mr. Universe and winning several bodybuilding championships. Right. And becoming famous. Yep. And he says clearly, if I did not have the ear problem, the speech impediment, I would have... Eventually worked in the mill, you know. He lived in Brooklyn at the time, or whatever they, you know. He would have had a, you know, a blue collar job, and never would have left his town. He would just repeated the same thing his family did for years and years and years. But because of that, he now, you know, lives in California. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a very good friend. You know, you have all these great things that he's living. He's living this incredible life, and he 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 credits the trouble that he had.
0: Yeah, and, and he's not saying that he's he's glad that he had the trouble. What he's saying is he's glad that he he chose to understand that trouble in a much more positive way that led to tremendous positive results.
1: And that and that that becomes so much more of an important factor to look at. And I think that's where people, you know, I have people that have actually told me that that they are offended at the way I I talk about my son TJ, and they're like, well, you. You're you're not mourning him, and I said no. I've mourned my son's death. I choose only to allow the joy he brought in my life to affect me on a daily basis.
0: Now, Isn't it interesting you know, how far people will go to defend their negativity?
1: Yes, and, and they're like, well, you 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 don't you know you're, you're not, and, I, and I'm not. And, and me saying this, by the way, Walt, I am in no means. I'm no, by no means. Am I attacking anyone else in how they choose to grieve? No, I'm not. I, but I can't. I would never do that. I'm saying for me, I, if I could if I could trade places with my son right now, I would snap my fingers instantly and have that happen. It would mm. there is no doubt. I would I've lived a much longer life. I would much rather him be here. He's not here. I have the option of wallowing in the void created by him gone. And being miserable, or remember every day. I have a smiling picture. I'm, I'm smiling really big right now. It's on my desk of him right here in front of me right now. Mm-hmm. That is the joy. I mean, he had the ability to make me laugh, no matter how mad I was at him. He could make me laugh, <laughs> and and that's what he does on a daily basis.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: I bring that to the to the table again because that's the way I choose to do it. I, that's my reaction to his death. I am horrified that my son died but my my life believes that he was here he brought joy to my life and that's what i choose to honor so that affects my life in a a different way and, and again i have had people get very upset with me for sharing that
0: I, I believe you and and in fact i run into i mean we all do let's be perfectly honest everybody's run into to people who are like that they're ubiquitous they're all over the place and the thing that strikes me most about them is they express their distaste at things like what you had to say, and that they've, they've expressed things like that to stuff I've had to say. I don't know if they realize how much distaste I have for what they said. right Because they're the ones who are insisting we must feel negative. Yeah. You must stay in the negativity, you must stay in the pain. If you haven't suffered enough pain yet, it means it's just because you haven't focused there enough. Yeah. And the more pain the better. And and while by the way while we're focusing on that pain, let's remember that none of us are responsible for any of it that in fact all this happens because the devil is among us. And it's the devil who makes these things happen. It's not us at all. We are powerless. That's disgusting. Well
1: and that's that's the point. Well, when we walk through that that victimhood of I am not responsible for all this. I am a martyr. This is horrible. The, all these things that lead lead us in a path of perpetuating the victimhood. To me, that is so distasteful, and I, I see people that live in that, and they never get out of it. They're they're constantly a victim of what life brings to them.
0: I and, and like, you, not, I, like you, like you, I'm sure you're like me that. You know, we're we're willing to let them stay there if that's where they really choose they want to stay there. You know, sure. by all means, we'll respect that choice, but it doesn't mean we have to like it.
1: Well, and and that's that's so. And, and I have some very good friends that, and I, I can't say they're necessarily good friends right now, but they're they're people.
0: <laughs> in <my life> <laughs> well, it's hard to remain good. friends with somebody like that. It's, right, it's, well, how do you maintain the relationship with somebody yeah. who insists on feeling miserable all the time?
1: I have a a, a, a friend that I've had for years, and and, and she she the other day she called and and I almost didn't answer the phone and and, and I said, oh, "Okay."
2: <laughs>
1: and and I said, "Hey, how are you doing?" She goes, "Oh, my pain medication." And she went into a 5-minute dissertation mm. about everything that was wrong.
0: Yeah.
1: And she said, "How are you?" I go, "Things are incredible." I said, "The book's selling well." <laughs> and, and 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 she's like, "Oh." She said, "I wish I wish I had your life." And I go, but and all you have, to, I said. Let's
0: do it. Let's. Yeah, <laughs> which is my command. <laughs> yeah.
1: Then you, you, all you have to do is because I, I have had incredibly, as, as you know, I've, I've had some serious consequences in my life, to, especially to my addictive behavior. But once I turn things around and understand, right now, I am not a victim of any of this stuff. Right, life is happening. I, I have an incredible life. I love what I do. All the, I'm vibrating that level where I live in a state of gratitude. I'm sincerely grateful when I wake up in the morning. I'm bl- and that brings more things to be grateful about. She is focused solely on her pain. She said, it must be nice to be pain-free. And I go, I didn't say I was pain-free. I, I'm, you know, I'm a 53-year-old man that does powerlifting. I, I, <laughs> certainly, I, I certainly, if I want to sit here and think about it, I can tell you some pain I have. That's not where my focus is today. And that's that the idea that you there are people that voluntarily have become comfortable living in this dysfunction it is it is frustrating because these are people that I care about. I would love to see them, but they just can't they they can accept they're a victim, a random victim that that is stuck because of the world's against them or, or you know, they've been given a bad genetic pool. They, they accept all that, but they don't want to accept the responsibility that their perspective is in their control.
0: Yeah, it's really, really a very sad thing. One of the things that, that I, I am reminded of as I think about people who are stuck in that place, because I've been stuck in that place just like you have, is that when you're in that place, the experience, the visceral experience of feeling good is alien. And by alien, I mean you can't imagine it. Right. You can't imagine what that feels like. Literally, you can't imagine. Literally, you can't make your body and your mind think. What does it feel like to feel good? You you know that such a thing exists in in, in an abstract intellectual way, but in terms of feeling it, you can't it, it, you you can't reach out and feel it. It's just not there. And and that's probably the biggest tragedy, if you will, of being stuck in that mindset is that you, those of us who have been there know how When we're in that place, we cut ourselves off from the very thing we want the most. That, and we, and that's and we can't paradox. feel it. We just can't feel it. Yeah,
1: and, and, and that's the paradox because it, it, it's this negative moaning and whining that invites more of the same. And I've lived, and I'm saying that in, in a non judgmental way because I have been. I've been champion of self pity, of moaning and whining in the middle of all my stuff. I was the, <laughs> the ultimate victim. So I, I speak from experience. I'm not speaking of you know, where I'm at. My family has – I have generations of depression and mental illness and suicide in my family, so mm. I, I certainly have had all this handed down for me over the years, and I, and I chose to do away with that. A lot of people don't like the responsibility of the implementation of the law of attraction because at the end of the day, it puts it on our shoulders.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, one of the hardest things for me very early on was just dealing with the idea that I could actually change my emotion, yeah. let alone feel something different. That, that, the, oh. the, that feeling is within my control. No, it's not. Feeling is what happens to me. Right. That, that's, that's the way I believed. And, and it, it's only in the last few years through a lot of real difficult at times application of, by God, somehow I'm going to change the way I'm feeling that I've, I've actually been able to move the needle. The, the well, most amazing thing in my life was seeing the day when, oh my God, I actually moved the needle myself. Yes. It wasn't an event that happened to me; I did it. You did. It. And the the the
1: when when you're filtering for the, the the positive or filtering for the the motivation or whatever term you want to use, I, I love this. I don't think I've used this recently, but this happened several months ago. I, I, I was having a day. You know, I work out every day. I, I have this great life, and. I was at the gym one day, and I I'd, I'd had to get up really early, early that day to meet a client. And I was sort of tired, and I was half, halfway considering not working out. Mm. I'm like, you know, what's not going to hurt? I mean, it's probably good to take a day off. And, and so I was parked up front at the gym, and this lady, she pulls up, great lady, and a very dear friend. She had a horrible accident years ago. She's in the gym every day of her life. She lost uh, her two legs and an arm. So... She's getting out of her truck, her, her van, into her wheelchair with her one arm, and I immediately went, "Really?" Yeah, <laughs> and I immediately snapped my mind to, and I'm just like, "And you got to know this lady. I, I, she will not allow me to help her. I would love to. She like she doesn't want anybody. She's great. She has a great perspective, but just me seeing her get out of her van, I was like, "Wow." How could I think I'm too tired to go to the gym? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and and so I I I can look in, in my environment and see examples. She's a very positive force in my life. Um, I see her almost every day, and she's she's very very much in tune, and she's a very much pr- practitioner of the law of attraction. I'm, I want to get her on the show one day to to talk. Yeah, to that'd be about great. How she, she? But she has one arm, and she'll tell you how blessed she is, and mm. and and. We're in control of that, Walt, and when we realize that, just like you're saying, when you moved the needle and you did it by yourself, first of all, it, it sort of makes us realize, wow, I wish I had known this years ago or I could figure it out years ago. But it but, also, but it also shakes
0: you, up the universe. Well, the it, universe it, is not what I thought it was.
1: It wasn't. We, we, your rea- it, it, These words are so hard to comprehend. Your perspective dictates your reality. It does. You're in control of your perspective So you're in total control of your reality Those words are hard to comprehend Until you do what you did When you start moving the needle And then you get to live In a reality of your creation It's amazing
0: but, but you're, you're going to have trouble Believing this reality Our hour is up <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that always happens for us <laughs> It's amazing, I tell you But Joel, it's been a pleasure This has been great as usual
1: It's so good to talk to you, Walt. I I look forward to this every week, and I appreciate everyone that's listening. And uh, I look forward to getting together next week. And I I don't know what our topic will be, but I'm sure it's going to be great.
0: Well, we didn't know what our topic was until we started today. And look what we came out of it with. We're not done, and the hour's up. So that's the way it usually goes. So we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.